This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Colossians. us here that these hardships, these trials produce patience. And, and, and the idea there is, again, it's endurance, strength to endure. But then he makes a profound statement. He says, let that have its perfect work. Let that, let that process, let that endurance have its perfect, its complete work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Again, a clear implication. If you haven't been through hardship, you're missing out. The Christian walk is not free from trials and tribulations. However, in Colossians chapter 1, the Apostle Paul writes that as we persevere in difficulty, the Holy Spirit develops patience in us. In today's message, Pastor Robert reminds us of this powerful truth so that we might be blessed with renewed strength and fortitude during the trials of life. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with part one of today's message in Colossians chapter 1, verses 24 through 28. His love is the main thing. Paul writes, I now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of his body, which is the church of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which was given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we preach warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. To this end, I also labor, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. Now, give me your attention. Three things that we want to look at and consider from that paragraph. The first one is Paul's comment there that he's rejoicing in suffering. What in the world is that about? Was Paul excited about going through hard times? Was, was, I mean, did he enjoy suffering? No, that's, that's not at all what he's saying. But he, he makes the, the statement, he makes, he, he makes it clear to us that you know, his attitude, his understanding was that what he went through as a Christian leader was intended by God as something that would benefit the rest of the family. And he said, I, that I rejoice in. I rejoice in my sufferings for you. That's the key thing to, to understand. You know, if, if you're taking notes, you should circle it. For you. He wasn't so much rejoicing in the pain 
is in the fruit that it was going to bring, what it was going to produce. He tells us in in this, he, he implies strongly in this passage that Christ's suffering, the suffering of the Lord Jesus, continues in his body, the church. Now, we need to understand that he's not saying that there was something lacking in, in terms of what Jesus did to save us. You know, there's, there's nothing lacking redemptively in the suffering of Christ. Jesus himself said, it's finished. You remember as he, as he hung on the cross, that, you know, it is finished. Tetelestai, or tetelestai, depending on who you believe on the pronunciation. I have no clue because I don't speak Greek. But he said, it's done. It's, done. it's finished. It's finished. So what is this talking about? Well, keep that in the back of your mind. We're going to come back to it as we go through the passage. But I also want you to make note of the fact that he also implies here that, that suffering is, is giving, it's given as a, as a blessing. I mean, he's rejoicing in his suffering. I now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up, make complete in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of his body, which is the church. James chapter 1 verse 2 tells us, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. A couple of things. The testing of your faith, it's not the sense of of evaluation. You know, we think of testing a lot of times, we think of it in the sense of of an evaluation. You take a test to see how much you know. You know, take a test to see how much faith you have. That's not the idea here. It's it's more of of a, well, I see it as a workout. It's the working of your faith to increase your faith, to add to your faith, to strengthen your faith your faith. He says here that the testing of your faith, these trials that we fall into, produce patience. That's one of the reasons, you know, that we sometimes, you know, jokingly say, don't pray for patience unless you want hardship. You know, it's don't pray for patience unless you want to go through some stuff, because that's how you get it. The same thing can be said for faith, by the way. I don't know, it just clicked with me about five years ago that to pray for greater faith is as dangerous a prayer as to pray for patience. Because your your faith is going to be tested if you're and challenged if you pray for greater faith. That's how it gets, it's one of the ways that he, you know, that he he actually blesses us with a deeper faith and a stronger faith and a a greater faith is is that he gives us opportunities to exercise our faith. But he tells us here that these hardships, these trials produce patience. And, and, and the idea there is, again, it's endurance, strength to endure. But then he makes a profound statement. He says, let that have its perfect work. Let that, let that process, let that endurance have its perfect, its complete work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Again, a clear implication. If you haven't been through hardship, you're missing out. 
Now, now we don't look at it that way, do we? I mean, if, if somebody that goes through their entire life with no suffering, do we think they've missed out? No, they have. They have. Now, how many of you, I want, just process this with me, okay? How many of you on the day, like let's, let's, say, let's say you knew today is the day that you die. Today's the day. Do you want to face death lacking? You know what I mean? I know I don't. I don't want to be found lacking. I don't want to find myself lacking. I don't, I don't, I don't want to face the moment of my death with a whole bunch of regrets. Oh, I wish I'd said this. I wish I'd done that. I, I wish I'd had the opportunity. I wish, you know, with all these, all these regrets and, and feeling like, oh, man, I fell so far short with my wife, with my children, with the church. I don't want to face that moment of truth, as we call it, lacking. And the Bible tells us that we will unless we suffer, unless we go through some hardship. And so in a very real sense, can you see that, that hardship is actually a blessing? Hardship, difficulties, they're actually your friend. You know, I love the story that I heard about the little boy that was having nightmares I've shared this before, but, you know, little bitty guy, and he's, he's having bad dreams. Every night he's having nightmares, and it, it's really beginning to, to mess him up and his parents because every night he's waking up in the middle of the night, and he can't go back to sleep, and he's crawling into the bed with mom and dad, you know, and it's, it's messing up everybody's life. And so finally, they, they, they take him to a, to a therapist to talk about, I mean, this, this kid, they, they're not, you know, it's, it's not getting any better, and... and the, the guy sits him down and, and says, tell me about your nightmare. And he says, well, every night when I go to sleep, there's this big, mean tiger that comes to eat me. And he says, well, how do you know he comes to eat you? And he says, because well, he's, he's creeping up to me and he's, and he's roaring. He says, well, I'll tell you what I want you to do. Tonight when you go to sleep and that tiger shows up, I want you to walk right up to him and stick your hand out and say, hello, Mr. Tiger, my name's David. Really? Yep, that's what you need to do. And so that night they put the little boy to bed. Mom and dad are, you know, kind of fearful and cautiously optimistic. You know, how, how's this going to work out? And, and they see the little boy begin to shake. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so excited. God has been doing some amazing things with Main Thing Radio. Opportunities to air Main Thing Radio are popping up all over the United States. We are so thankful to God for what He is doing. And we would love to see Main Thing Radio continue to expand, sharing the gospel, teaching God's word all over the world. But of course, bringing you Main Thing Radio on this station comes at a cost. We purchase time on this radio station and this program has been professionally produced. While we certainly don't want to pressure anyone into giving, we would like to ask you to prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio. Your support will open up more doors for Main Thing Radio. To make a secure donation, please log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Now here's Tracy with some more information about the Main Thing Radio podcast. Life these days moves fast. 
From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Join us next time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.